Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 54. We're coming to you from the Stude at 25.8 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. And I'm also the only one in the studio today because uh, uh, Lauren is sick and uh, Mark had to run to uh, meet a client. So uh, so you're stuck with me for the remainder of the show. Uh, but we are here with uh, Steve from Beyond Fallen. And uh, we also have Jane and Alan from uh, Space Junk. How are you guys? Good. Good. Thank you. Good. Thanks for coming on. And we're here to talk about the NEPA Metal Meltdown, uh, which is going to be this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, at uh, Diane's Deli in Pittston. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, we're going to sponsor it for the, uh, the second year. This will be the third year of the show. Uh, I guess we'll get right into this segment, which is totally in un- uninterrupted this time, which is really weird because usually Mark has something to say about everything. So uh, we'll actually be able to just blow right through this. Uh, so rapper Fetty Watt, uh, who's known for the uh, hit Trap Queen, is going to be at uh, Performance Kia in Music April 23rd. Uh, it's a limited meet and greet engagement. So uh, if you're interested in that, you're going to have to get in contact with them immediately because it's a uh, limited drawing uh, to, to meet him. Um, Johnny Depp, Alice Cooper, and Joe Perry, who uh, recently uh, formed the uh, the band Hollywood Vampires, um, they've done a lot of uh, limited shows over the last uh, year or so, uh, including the Grammys. And now they're they're actually touring uh, full time, so they're going to be at the uh, Sands of Bethlehem Event Center on uh, July first. So that's going to be a, a really cool show. Um, we introduced a new segment called uh, You Should Be Listening To. It's a brand new column that we're going to have every week on NEPA Scene. Uh, every Monday, we're going to feature a new local band, uh, somebody that maybe you haven't heard of before, or somebody that you uh, you should be pay- paying attention to. You should add them to your playlist. You should download their music. You should go to their shows. So we're going to have a little bio on each of those bands, uh, kind of describing who they are, where they're from. Uh, there's embedded music, so you can uh, stream their music right there. You don't have to go any further. And then if you want to learn more, there's uh, links to their, uh, you know, social media pages, things like that, and uh, as well as a uh, list of their uh, their upcoming shows. So that's going to be uh, uh, a fun feature, which uh, actually already has a lot of shares this week. So I'm I'm glad that people are uh, are digging it, and uh, we're going to handpick the the bands ourselves. But you know, you're welcome to uh, to drop me a line if uh, you think uh, I haven't heard your band before. You would uh, like to be inter- you know would be interested in being featured by all means. Uh, the Carnival Madness tour with uh, Shine Down and Hailstorm, and also uh, Whiskey Myers is going to be at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Wilkes-Barre on uh, August 9th. Uh, we have photos, of course, from any PA scenes got talent, and uh, photos from uh, Ringo Death Star was at the uh, the other side over the weekend. So we have uh, lots of photos from that. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, Ghost is coming to the uh, Sherman Theater in Stroudsburg. So we'll have photos uh, by the end of the week. Uh, they're going to be here on Thursday. Um, let's see. We also have uh, photos from the Breaking Ground Poets uh, Poetry Slam uh, at, at the Alpha Gallery in Scranton. Uh, that was back in uh, late March. Uh, let's see. Oh, and uh, the Pocono Comic Expo. Uh, it's a kind of a little-known Comic-Con uh, around here, but it's going to be at the uh, Shawnee Inn and uh, Golf Resort. 
on uh, April 23rd. So check that out. And we have uh, photos from Girls' Night at uh, Ale Mary's in Scranton. Uh, that was on the uh, the 25th. Uh, really cool event. Just 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 came back recently after taking a few months off. So. Uh, Good to have that. And uh, our friends that we had on the podcast last year, the NEPA Cannabis Rally, uh, is going to return to the uh, Nayog Park in Scranton on uh, April 17th. Uh, really cool people. They actually stopped by the studio last week and uh, dropped off some T-shirts for us, which is really cool. So uh, so thank you to them for that. And uh, please check out their event. Uh, obviously, this is becoming more and more of a, a, a thing that people are actually talking about and accepting of. It's not something just for... Uh, stoners and hippies to uh, to pray for. Uh, it's something that that most people I think now are moving towards. Uh, you know, legalization at least for medical purposes, if not for recreational as well. So, uh, if you want to learn more about uh, what's going on in the state legislature now and uh, candidates that are actually for it and and open about it, uh, that's going to be April seventeenth at uh, Nayog Park. And I'm assuming the the yawn means I should really get on with this. So. <laughs> So, uh, so we're we're gonna go to you guys now. So let let me let me start off by uh, asking. You know, I'm I'm assume, most most metal fans that I talk to, especially if you're in a metal band, I would assume that you're you're metal fans for life. Is that is that something that you always grew up with, or uh, and, and that that questions for all of you? Yeah, I mean, I've been into hard rock and metal since I was about eight nine years old. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what about you, Alan? Um, I've I generally got into it like anybody at the age of 15 discovering Metallica and Megadeth and kind of digging deeper from there. Mm. So I have, I have varying taste in music. And I, I think that's becoming more uh, accepted now, too. I think, uh, you know, uh, even when I was growing up, when I was like 14 or 15, it was like, OK, if you're a metal guy, you can't like anything else. You know, and now I think people are more accepting of, you know, you being a fan of, of all different genres. What about you, Steve? I've been listening to metal since the Stone Age, so. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there since the beginning. Yeah, got into it, like, uh, probably, well, you're talking early 80s. Yeah. The early Metallica stuff, the Megadeth, Metal mm -hmm. Church, all those bands. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's it's uh, it's developed so much. It's grown so much since then too. It's not the the same genre that it used to be. And now there's there's so many subgenres of metal now. It's 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 ridiculous. It, it's too hard to follow. Yeah. There, there's just you change one thing about a band, it's a different genre. Right. Right. It's, it's, so when you're listening, do you just kind of group it all under metal? You not really see all the the subgenres and kind of pick it apart like that. I generally kind of group it all under music. Yeah. So. Um, everyone has their own idea when you say metal. So it, 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 the age range and people you talk to kind of vary. Sure. As far as that. So, uh, you know, uh, Beyond Fallen has been around for, for a good long time now. You, since uh, 2003? Yeah. Something like that. It's been a long time, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and you guys are working on a new album, I believe? Yeah, we just wrapped it up. Okay. I, so now when, when is that supposed to come out? Uh, we're actually going to uh, print some promotional copies, send it out for review and shop it around to a few labels and see what happens. Okay. Before we do a self-release anyway. Yeah. So now it is, uh, have, how, how has the band developed, uh, would you say, uh, you know, from the beginning, beginning till now? 
Well, we write better now. <laughs> you would uh, hope so, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I think we finally found what what you would like to say is our sound. Like, okay. I think we finally accomplished that. Like instead of poking around a little at this, a little of that, I think the new album is pretty cohesive at defining what we sound like. Okay. Now, uh, you you started the uh, the metal meltdown uh, three years ago now, so this will be the this will be the third year. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when when you started that, did you feel like there there wasn't anything else like that in the area? Is that why you did it, or or was it just something you always wanted to do? Or uh, me and Joe were talking about the idea, and we well, let's try to put something together, something for fans. You know, we can do a big show where you don't have to sell tickets and you don't have to worry about this. You just show up and play. Mm-hmm. And the first year was great. The second year was great. We're hoping this year turns out just as good. Now you have some, some bands that are coming back and you have uh, some new acts as well. Oh, this year has been a headache, Rich. <laughs> it's been a headache. But uh, we had to change the date. And then we had bands booked that dropped off. And then we had bands that wanted to play and never got back to me. And then just uh, my stress level is through the roof. With a week to go, I'm still looking for two bands to fill on Friday. Oh, geez. So what what made you say, let's let's keep doing it, as opposed to just saying, you know, fuck it, let's just do it next year? Uh, The turnout, people seem to like it. People come out to it. They enjoy the show and... We didn't take a beating. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always issues with these things. I mean, I imagine that there's there's so much stuff behind the scenes that people don't understand. Could you talk about maybe the, the the stresses of putting together and organizing something like this and even choosing, you know, like what bands are going to make the cut and which ones aren't and stuff like that? It's hard. I've heard, I listen to a lot of good bands and I've, I've listened to some bands that I don't ever want to listen to again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. They might be young kids. They're trying to get started, but it's just, you know, get back in the garage, hone your skills a little more, and, and right. come back. <laughs> but uh, along with that, getting the worst part for for me this year was trying to make a a, a running order for Saturday because mm. there's so many good bands on Saturday. It's, it's ridiculous, and I I just it took me probably three weeks to settle on something. Wow. And then I'm stuck on Friday. I got good bands on Friday, but I don't have a full night. Right. So I got these guys. Uh, who the hell else is on Friday? Uh, you have Earth Mouth. Earth Mouth. Uh, Corners of Sanctuary and Suicide Conspiracy. Uh, Corners of Sanctuary is just, uh, what, what the hell's the label they just signed to? They signed to something in Germany. So Okay. But uh, they're a really good band, with traditional heavy metal. Mm-hmm. You got these guys that I don't know. I, I don't think I can define it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's good stuff. And uh, Suicide Conspiracy is kind of traditional metal, and Earth Mouth is more like a I don't know. I just say like a modern doom, doom sludge, doom death. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're they're good. They're a good band. Yeah, they're really great. So, you know, hopefully I can fill the lineup with two more good bands and. Be a kick-ass show Friday and Saturday. Cool, cool. So, uh, uh, t- tell me about Space Junk. Are you guys uh, relatively new, or have you been around for a little while? Been around for about a year now. Close, closer to a year. We, uh, Jane and I, and uh, our drummer and bass player have been uh, in various bands. I've 
I've played with all of them. Mm. So when we started, it was kind of natural to get into it. We've had some bumps along the way, but um, if we're kind of just a tribute to aggressive music in general, because we're all into different things. So we even have a set of grindcore songs that clock in at under a minute. Oh, wow. So it's just our tribute to loud music in general, Mm. I would say. Now, uh, do you, do you have anything? Uh, do you have anything recorded or anything that people can? Pick uh, we up have or? videos. Okay. We have videos on our Facebook page. Now, do you do you guys um, uh, have you have you played a lot of the these types of shows before? Uh, these types of uh, festivals where you have uh, you know a lot of different bands playing. Um, we've uh, not not yet, but we have played with a lot of different bands over several shows. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what what is uh what what is the uh, the the motivating factor behind uh you know starting up a band and getting into it because I mean it's it to to me I feel like it's it's not you know a, a lot of people say that it's you know easier today but I think it's much harder today because there's just there's so many bands there's so much music out there that you almost kind of get drowned out do you do you get that feeling at all? Um, it depends where you go. I mean, there's different outlets now like SoundCloud and Bandcamp where you can get your music to someone overseas where it would be harder to do to have done that in the 80s mm-hmm. and really we just do this cuz it's music's important to us so mm-hmm. you know if we're playing to you know three people or every band that's guaranteed to show up you know it's great i just, i read an article on a satire website called the hard times where oh, it was that's uh, so it's such a good website yes. i can't recommend I, that enough it, that and there was this article that said uh, show guaranteed to draw every band member and it was <laughs> it's very it's very realistic yeah af- after I read it and we've had those shows but th- we've had we've had some shows where th- those are just a great time sure. and we play to new bands and they love it so it, you just gotta really the important thing is you have to do it because you feel it's important mm-hmm. and what else happens happens right well, you you feel like you're getting something something out yes. that's personal to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what would you say your uh, songs are about? Just we don't. I don't really know what Jane's uh, lyrics are. So I have a wide variety. A lot of it's uh, anti-religious. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's kind of like a short story I build up in my head and just put words to it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've got a crazy mind. So. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of neutral to lyrics, so whatever I just come up with on guitar, I try to write a hook around it, mm. you know, a catchy hook, and you know, uh, lyrical themes aren't really that important to me. Mm. You know? We also have a few like silly songs where there's only a few lines. It's like a two minute song, and they're just goofy, you know. Try to make people laugh too. Yeah, <laughs> like Monkey Pup, bands like that. Now you talk about uh, you know getting your music overseas. I know uh, you know uh, Steve. You guys have had some success with that. Yeah, we've had two different labels over. Uh, we were out of the Netherlands and out of Germany. Uh, we were actually in Germany for a while in uh, 2007. Played a couple shows, but you just got to make the right contacts. Once, mm-hmm. once you make the contacts, it seems to snowball from there. Like you get it. You want. We sent. Uh, CDs, the Mindfire CD, to, or the Lost in the Shadows CD, to Hellion Records for distribution. Hmm. And 
within two months of them getting it for distribution, we were offered a slot on the Headbangers open air. Wow. So when it lands in the right place, it gets noticed. Sure. Now, what was what was that like? Is it is it different playing over there than it than it would be here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, we got on stage when we played the HOA, and uh, we're doing uh, getting all ready to play. We started our first song. I looked up, and it was like my feet were nailed to the stage. There were so many people in front of me. <laughs> like when you when you finish a song and people cheer, you can feel it in your chest. Wow. So definitely a different experience. Yeah, whole whole other world. <clears throat> But I've gone from that to playing to bartenders, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a completely empty room to a couple thousand people. Sure. So I've seen the highs and the lows. And I, I think that's going to vary no matter matter what. I mean, uh, hell, it was the, the I know an article was going around recently uh, about the Deftones, you know, saying that, that uh, you know, sometimes you, you, uh, you know, people think that they're, you know, because they're a big band and people know who they are, that, you know, they're just millionaires and they're sitting around their mansions and everything like that. And he's literally, he literally said, you know, if I don't tour every year, if I don't get on the road every year, my pills don't get paid. My children don't don't eat like that's just how it works. You know, it's it's a job like anything else. Yeah, well, I'm not driving around the country to play shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I I work my day job. I think it's too, it's too hard for so many people. You know, I think I think you see more and more bands now that that kind of do it on the side. You know, do it as a hobby or they do it for fun or their outlet. You know, to get out whatever they're going through. Uh, you know, at work or at home or anything else. You know, it's not so much a a do it for a living kind of thing. I think that's you know it, it, it's something that's not not easy to do anymore. Right. And it's not. It's not. It's uh, live music is uh, tough unless you've made a name for yourself years ago. Sure. And even then, you know, then you, you kind of uh, almost become you, you, com- you come in danger of being a nostalgia act, you know, where essentially people want to hear you play the same songs over and over again. You can't really expand as an artist. You can't really do anything new. You know, like that's uh, I, I think it's a danger that any of them, you know, kind of fall into. Yeah. Absolutely, they, you know, a lot of bands that came back that were popular in the eighties. They, you don't want to hear anything new they wrote. People want to go out and see what they were playing back then. Right. Especially if they've been gone for quite a few years, if they haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like Guns and Roses out on tour. You want to go out and see them play something they you've never heard before. You want to see here, Welcome to the Jungle and Sweet Child of Mine. Yep. Yeah, people people complained about Chinese democracy for how many years? And then it's like, oh, why are they playing anything off of that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a your sweet child of mine, you know. Mm-hmm. Not that you know, I I I can't say I'm a big big fan though, because I saw them uh, a couple of years ago when they were at the uh, the arena, and I thought it was just one of the most overrated, boring shows that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, granted, it's it's not the same without any of the original members except Axel. It's kind of almost like a a cover band at that point. But. Yeah. You know, maybe they would be better, you know, with the, the reunion they keep talking about. I don't know. I saw them, uh, maybe it was 86 at Pocono Downs. They opened for Aerosmith. Mm. And back then they put on a hell of a show. Yeah, I, I bet. Now, who knows? Right. Who knows what you're going to get? <clears throat> so uh, can you guys talk about uh, maybe the, the, the local metal scene right now? Is there is there a metal scene? And, uh, you know, what is it like? Uh, what are the fans like? Uh, what are the What are the bands like? Uh, there is a local metal scene. It's very small, so you get a lot of people who really love it come out. But at the same time, we're competing with arena acts, which 
which isn't a bad thing, but you get a lot of people who that's their entertainment dollar for the year mm. is they go out and see one arena show. They're not, maybe they don't know about it or they're just not concerned and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Music is just a preference sure. and you have, and you have all these different scenes. So it's small, but hopefully it may, it may grow, mm-hmm. you know? Can you, can you speak to that at all, Steve? Well, it is, it's, it's kind of, it is definitely a small scene around here. And, uh, you know, we've been, we've been beating this horse for <laughs> well over 10 years. Yeah. And it has, it's, it seems to go through, uh, I don't know, like phases, like it'll be great for a while. You'll have people out left and right and shows will be good. And then it's, it drops off mm. and then you're like, what? And people here. You know, like what happened? People here. Like where do these people go? <clears throat> and then there'll be another resurgence. And it, it, yeah. it, it's like a cycle. Sure. All, all art is really ebb and flow. So, um, you know, even you're even competing with local, uh, there'll be two local shows on one night or the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And you're competing with that or just people have personal lives that you, you don't really see, you know? So a lot of people, so a lot of people may not come out because of personal reasons. Sure. So, I think there's a lot of issues too. There's not enough national acts rolling through the area. Mm. Uh, we do have one that we're actually opening for at the end of the month, which is Vital Remains. Oh, okay. The, I'm sure you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. They're an underground death metal band, but they, they've been around for quite some time. So if we could get more promoters to start booking like the underground national acts, mm. it might get people more out into the scene as well. Yeah, that's true. You don't see as many, uh, you know, there used to be at least a, a lot of you know, small clubs in, you know, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre area uh, that would pull, you know, uh, at least a, a mid-size act, if you want to call it that, you know, and and, uh, and then have local openers. So then you can get introduced to, you know, some of the local bands. You don't really see that much anymore. Well, not for not trying, but I, I've gone through this with some, let's say, old school acts. Mm. I won't mention any names, but price tags I was seeing to have them come in were absolutely absurd. Hmm. Absurd to come in and play an hour, and they want well, Christ, what was it? I think it was like eighteen hundred dollars. The one band wanted plus hotels, plus five rooms, one for each member oh, at a at a four star hotel, not not yeah, not a cheap hotel, right? And to be fed. Which you know that goes. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But how many people are, are you? Can you justify me giving you that much money? Right. Are you going to bring that many people in the door? No, right. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of them are ridiculous. They they have a price tag that nobody's going to meet. Sure. Plus, you have you know the the casinos and stuff too are you know are pulling in some of those bands and they're probably you know paying them a decent amount so then they expect that from you know the bar down the street and it's like that's it's not possible you know there's no way exactly I mean some of these bands some of the bands I talked to I I, I was on the same festival you played in Chicago when we went to Ragnarokker out in Chicago some of these bands were on the show and they're they're like are you for real come on really. <laughs> Yeah. Go home. Stay there. <laughs> so, so is is it is it difficult uh, to to get people to come out all the time? Is it some something where it's it's just a it's a struggle every single show or? It's hit and miss. Yeah. It's hit and miss. You never know. 
You don't know what you're going to run into. You might go out one night and play and have, have 10 people. You might go out a couple of weeks later and have 50, 60, 80 people in the bar. We played the V spot this Saturday with Threat Point, and the place was pretty well packed. Mm-hmm. So you never know. It all really depends. You know, sometimes promotion only goes through Facebook, and that goes to everyone's mutual friends. So who's going to really see it other than the people who really want to go? Right. But other times, you know, it's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I find it's tough to get people uh, engaged enough to to make them do it on their own. You know, like uh, you. They have you to was, be into it already. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, and and even then, you know, the ones who are into it, they don't really think that. Like, wait a minute, you know, if if I invite all of my friends to it, and then they invite their friends, and so on and so forth, that's going to help people get you know come out, not just standing at the bar and complaining about it, you know, and saying, but, oh, nobody comes to these shows or you know whatever. Then again, it's they like, could also be the only ones into it amongst their friends yeah that's that's true there's almost an unlimited number of factors going into it right you just do what we've been doing for the for the years we've been together and just keep ramming a name and ramming the shows down people's throats until they grow (laughs) up you just keep putting it out there and keep keep putting it out there put it out there as many times as you possibly can to get it to as many people as you possibly can yeah if they show up they do great Mm -hmm. if they don't oh well and, and I mean, there's some people that are old school too, you know, they're still hanging up flyers in downtown, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, there's, there, it, it, people are determined, you know, like if you want to do it, you're going to keep doing it. Those were the days. Yeah. All the, all the social media and internet bullshit. <laughs> and as we go out and, and nail flyers to poles and taping the windows in the mall and shit yeah. like that. Not anymore. That's how we found out who was playing. We'd be up the mall looking at flyers and windows. <laughs> Do you, do you miss those days in comparison to social media? Yeah, it's it's definitely a different landscape now. Mm. I think social media gets it out there even more because, you know, with, with things like Bandcamp and SoundCloud, someone can hear something from overseas. But it's it's all really who wants to search for it is, is what it comes down to. Right. It, it, what you want is out there, but it's what, what do you want to search for? If you don't know what you want to search for, you're not going to find it. Well, that's, you know, we're with, with our site, you know, we're always constantly kind of, you know, putting that stuff in front of people because you, 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 you think that you, you kind of take it for granted. Like if you're into it, you kind of assume everybody else kind of knows, you know, that you, you don't want to, uh, you know, bombard people with stuff. The, the but, internet is not just for cat videos. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, but it's so, it, you know, sometimes it's difficult to convince people of that, you know, like, like, uh, you know, the, the, the local band that we featured this week in that, uh, that new segment that I talked about earlier, uh, young Burgo, like they're, you know, uh, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people know about them. There's a lot of, they do a lot of shows around here. They're a great band, but you know, I can't guarantee that everybody has heard of them and the scene of them, you know, so you have to put them back out again. And then when they have, they put out their new album next month, we'll put them back out in front of everybody again and say, all right, check these out, you know, uh, go, go download their new album, that kind of thing. You know, like you, you constantly have to remind people that you exist. I mean, that's, uh, it, we, we have, we update social media on a daily basis because of that, you know, and like, uh, a lot of them, them, you know, will stop on weekends and say, you know what, I'm not going to do it on the weekend. I'll schedule stuff throughout the weekend to make sure that people are still paying attention and still listening. Cause if you're not in front of people all the time, they, they scroll right past you, you know, especially because everybody kind of expects that uh, things are fed to them now. You know, they, they don't go out and, like you said, uh, you know, search as much. I feel like it, it seems like now they want it in their feed. And if it's not in their feed, they're not really going past that. You know, like they're not digging further unless they're, you know, a super hardcore fan. 
I'd say, I'd say that's true. There's also, you have certain circles where the, the band you mentioned, they might not know, they might not know Earth Mouth exists or just might right. not be into that music. So like, like I said, again, it's a number of factors, unlimited factors even. And I think sometimes if you play the area too much, people are going to get sick of you and not come out. Right. Yeah, well, you always run run into that danger. We've yeah. we've had bands, uh, you know, on on the show previously that have talked about that. Like, if you play in your area too much, then you can, you know, oversaturate it, and then people, th- oh, people I can, I can see granted. them any week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, would, another thing is maybe you have to play outside your fifty mile radius, right? Which you know isn't easy for everybody. Either. No, not everyone can afford it. Right. But again, we we do this because it's important to us. So. Mm-hmm. So you're playing, if you're playing to make money or you think you're going to be a superstar, you're in this business for the wrong reason. <laughs> you got to sure. do it because you love music and that's it, period. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps me going. Well, uh, the the new album that you guys have coming out, uh, how, how, what, what, uh, what is that at now? How many albums do you have now? Uh, three full lengths and two EPs. Yeah, see, see that's, that's, uh, that's a lot of music. So what... Um, uh, what what can people expect from the new album and, and how it's developing? Uh, it, how is it different? How is it similar? Man, without hearing it, it's hard. Without without you hearing it, it's hard to say like how you would perceive it compared to how I hear it. Because sure, well, you've been living it for the net last how many months? Oh, since July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you listen to your own stuff, you don't hear it like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You you hear it how you hear it and you'll hear it in a different light. Like I'm, I'm very critical about everything we write and we play. I, I, I nitpick, I bitch, I complain. <laughs> you know, there, there's songs, we were almost done with the album and I was like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I really like this anymore. Yeah. But, you know, I think I was just sick of hearing them over and over, over, over and again. over again. Yeah. But now that I, I let it rest for a while and I put it back in, it's just, it's killer. Hmm. It's, it's what I expected it to sound like when I started writing. So I don't have it with me, so I can't let you hear it. <laughs> you can get a sample though on our uh, our Facebook page, the Beyond Fallen Facebook page. There's uh we uploaded the new audio into the video Hey Crown. Okay. So you can get an idea of what the new mix sounds like, what the guitars sound like. Yeah, yeah we think it's pretty heavy. Nice. So uh what what are you what are you guys working on currently? Uh, well, we do plan on going into a studio and start recording. We were trying to do it ourselves, and it's just not working out to our advantage with the uh, um, space we have to record in right now. Personal things got in the way, you know. We do have lives outside of this. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, and it's it's uh, what, what what would you? Uh, I mean, you you guys have been doing it for for a while, you know, outside of this band, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, Steve Jane and I have been in bands together before, so right, exactly. I've, we've both been in several bands, yeah. So, uh, so what would you recommend to to bands who are you know maybe just getting into it or starting out? Like, what what kind of lessons have you guys learned over the years? Uh, you know, being in a band. Don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, done. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, really, just you got to do it. You got to do it for yourselves. Don't, you can't expect to make money. You just if you have fun with it, go out and do it. Mm-hmm. 
don't argue about the music. I mean, if you're all doing what you love, whatever you hear, put your own self into it and add to it and make it even better. Mm. So if the guitar player is playing something you don't quite like, don't nag him about it. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? If he loves it, you'll get into it too. If you guys just all get along, put your own music into it, it'll turn out great in the end. Don't uh, don't nitpick it to death. Right. And, and and there's a danger of nitpicking each other to death too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Steve? Don't listen to other people. Mm. Don't. I, I, you're going to have people. I, I've seen bands that are bad and people are, oh, you're the greatest thing ever. Don't worry about what other people think. And you're, you could be the greatest band in the world and you're going to have people that tell you that you suck. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yeah. You know, you can't get discouraged. You just got to do what you're going to do. Do your thing. Play your music. Be happy about what it. What matters is you have to like it. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we have a a, a column on the site uh, written by uh, Brett Alexander, uh, who was in a you know a lot of uh, uh, really great bands over the years. Uh, the Badleys kind of being the the most famous of uh, of all those, and he uh, he kind of gives different advice every week, and it's interesting because uh, not only our audience ha are people who you know go to shows and and you know are into entertainment, but all, you know a lot of them are entertainers themselves or musicians themselves, uh, you know who uh, are you know familiar with the site or have been covered by the site before and stuff. So it's interesting to see the conversations that they have in the comments or you know when they share it on social media and they they talk about it and everything. It's interesting to see how uh, you. You know their their take on it as well and what their experiences are because uh, you know Brett has this kind of wealth of knowledge and he's seen you know he he's uh, also has his own studio so you know he sees bands come in and out of the studio all the time and you know some of the the, the mistakes that they make and things like that and uh, you know the things that maybe they should have done differently or or you know could could do differently and stuff like that and it's it's a, it's, it's interesting to see how they uh, talk to each other and interact um, so how do you, how would you you know, we talked about the scene from uh, you know the, the fans' perspective and stuff like that. Uh, what about the bands and, and each other? Is it uh, is it competitive? Is it uh, you know where everybody's kind of uh, you know vying for the top spot, or is it very you know open and cool and everybody's kind of you know on the same page? Or all of the above. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you have gonna... um, you you have the people who are competitive, you know, and then you have the people who they come together, it's really cool. And, you know, maybe they grew up going to shows together. Mm -hmm. So it all vary, It all varies where you go. I, I don't know about competitive. I'm, I'm a competitive person, but I'm not. It is what it is, man. You may not be competitive in a in a vicious sense. Like you don't want to see the other guy, you know, you know, fall off or break up or whatever, but you want to, you maybe want to be better. In, in in terms of uh, you're blowing up over there, man. Well, you always want to be better. Yeah. You always want to be. You, you don't want anybody stepping on your toes, you know. Sure. But it drives you to write better music and, and play better and put on a better show. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I there's there's people we're competitive with, but we're still friends in the end. <laughs> so. So, uh, what about in terms of uh, the the venues around here? I know that's always an issue that everybody brings up, and that there's not enough venues, or that there's not enough venues uh, supportive of original music and things like that. Uh, you know, uh, what what are your experiences in that those terms? Uh, at least nowadays, you got you got about four or five places to play if you play metal. 
Mm. You can play down Diane's. You might get down old time Charlie's. Yeah. The, the V spot, you know, that's like for us, it's like a once a year gig. Mm. Uh, the other side. The other side. Mm -hmm. The Irish Wolf Pub now and, has a lot of metal. And a new yeah, penny. I noticed that. They've, and that's they've about it, though. Them. You're looking at about five places. <laughs> other places, you tell them you're a metal band, they'll have you tossed out on your head. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of places, um, other areas have the can have the same problems. Mm -hmm. But, you know. And what is that? Is that the, the, the perception of what metal bands are as opposed to, you know, how they really are? Fanatics. Um, anybody who, you know, they see somebody. I, I, I mean, fanatic as far as the I'm sure you've had bands ruined for you based on fans. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. And sometimes that's their perception. So and that's not always true. Mm -hmm. It's true for those people. But right. So they're afraid, like, you know, somebody's going to tear the house down or something, you know? Um, it's, maybe it's, you know, it's, it ruins it for someone who just wants to get into it because they like a band. Mm -hmm. Especially, too, if you're, you're underage, then you're, 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 you're uh, you know, limited even more. You know, I know, you know, uh, I, w I grew up a, a metalhead and, and uh, I had to drive out of state a lot of times to see a show because I couldn't find anything locally that I could get into. I mean, I remember times, you know, begging somebody at the door like, I don't want to drink. I don't I don't give a shit about that stuff. Like, I literally just want to see the band. I will stand right here so you can watch me the entire time. And they would not let you in, you know, because they're they're afraid they're going to get busted or, you know, whatever. And it, it's, it sucks. Cause you know, if you're a fan, like, uh, you know, your options are so limited, especially, you know, as a young fan, you know, you might not always have a car, you know, you might have to borrow somebody's or, you know, hope, hope that you can get a ride somewhere. Oh, I remember always looking for rides to go to concerts, <laughs> always constantly trying to find out, uh, find a ride somewhere and a ride home. Yeah. Well, I walked home from CC's to one night. I lived down in Wyoming. Oh, geez. <laughs> Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the uh, CCs, home base. Uh, there was there was so uh, the staircase. Uh, there's a dozen places I can think of, and they're all kind of you know faded into obscurity now. We had some good venues around here, and they're just gone. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's so many factors. I mean, it's hard to say what exactly you know is the reason for that or whatever. But uh, you know, it's 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 good that there are still some places uh, that do it. But I think you still reach that that age barrier. That's uh, that's tough to get past. And then when you you, you do you know you have uh, you know the over uh, the, the 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 bars and things like that or whatever. Um, I think there's so much pressure from the venues in terms of, uh, well, who, how, how can you, you know, who can you draw, you know, how many people can you get here and that kind of thing. You know, there's that, that pressure as well. Uh, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, about the music, so to speak, you know, it's, uh, at the, you know, everybody has a bottom line and not everybody you know, wants to go out and see a band. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just, that's their taste. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody wants to, you know, uh, have their ears blasted off, you know, uh, obviously people like us do, but <laughs> Yeah, I could understand of, that. A lot of people just want to hear cover bands as well, so it kind of ruins it for yeah. All the there's originals. there's so much. Uh, I mean, there's even times I don't want to hear music. <laughs> Being a musician, it's just right. You have I have other I have other things going on. Yeah, right, right, and and yeah, there's there. I think there's a lot of pressure too. There's there seems to be you know this this. Uh, surgeons of um, uh, tribute acts now. You know, every, everything's a tribute to this and a tribute to that. And, you know, it's like you might as well just 
put on the jukebox then right. you know like what's what's the point of having a live band then you know if, i mean you know covers here and there are all well and good but you know to me i just i don't know that it's not something i would really want to you know drive out to see and you know pay good money for but that's just my opinion no, i agree with that i think it's just the bar crowd is more into that it's more predominant yeah. around here right right something easy that they can bob their heads to they don't have to really think Maybe. about again that, and again that's some people's entertainment dollar right Maybe it's yeah. a, a comfort thing you know if they mm. walk into a bar and they're listening to music they're familiar with rather than something that's totally new to them right it is what it is i i'm not i i don't care what anybody plays you want to you want to play covers go play covers i don't care yeah but you know that's not my thing mm-hmm See, I, I, I go to shows and I, I kind of want to be surprised. You know, I want to see something that I haven't seen before. And uh, like th- there's a band ar- around here. I believe uh, the guys are in New York now, but I guess they're from here originally uh, called Baby Erection. Have you ever heard of these guys? The fact that that name exists is right off the bat like, what the fuck? You know, like, what, <laughs> what is this? What the hell is that? You know? So I, I caught them, uh, uh, last year it was, it was in October. Um, uh, and they, they played, they played a show at the Alpha gallery. They were just at the Irish Wolf pub recently, actually. And it, they were unbelievable. Cause they were just so, it was so much fun. It was so different. Uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the singer comes out, uh, you know, he's a, he's a guy, but he's in this, this, you know, tight sequin dress and he's screaming crazy punk stuff and he's throwing things and he's just go- going absolutely ballistic and he's, he's doing push ups while he's singing. And I'm like, this is, the- all right, this is a show, you know, like, this is, this is different. But I think based on the name alone, who the hell is going to hire baby erection, you know, <laughs> to come to your venue. You want that on a poster in front of your bar? Right, right, exactly. I, I would, but that's just me. <laughs> exactly. That's me and all three of us. Yeah, to me, know? like I'm, I'm intrigued by that. I'm like, okay, let's 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 see what this is all about, you know. But uh, but yeah, not everybody, not everybody's going to be into that stuff, you know. But I, I also I think metal has uh, has gone through kind of an interesting transition over the years too. Because I mean, I uh, I, think, I think all music in general has. Really, that's true. Yeah. That's true. You know, it's it's uh, you know definitely not limited to that. But in, in terms of metal, uh, you know, it, it seems that there's there's now you know such a thing as pop metal. You mm-hmm. know, there is such a thing as as mainstream metal that uh, you know maybe you didn't have decades ago. I mean, you sure had you had your hits here and there. You know, something Ozzy Osbourne or something would would put out be on the radio but uh for the most part you know metal in general really wasn't you know played on those kinds of stations and things like that and now uh i mean you know they just announced uh uh you know carnival of madness you know shine down hailstorm that kind of stuff that stuff i think is hitting uh an audience that normally i don't think would ever go to metal shows would you guys agree with that yeah. or oh yeah again so the the internet putting you know it's what they want to find. Those those bands draw, you know, that kind of crowd. They may not hear of something more raw or obscure. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you think it it's uh, would introduce them into those things? Do you think they they it get could. into it through that? Yeah. Or? I mean, you know, you take a more mainstream band like Slipknot, and they someone could easily through that, you know, get into something more underground. Sure. It, 
Well, that, I think that was different gateways. That yeah. that was that was my transition. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of people, uh, you know, will bash bands like Slipknot. Like you, you have the hardcore metal fans that are like, no, you know, that stuff's terrible and it's this and that or whatever. But it's and the, like, it's but, those fanatics that ruin ruin it for a lot of people too. Yeah, I think so, I think so because mm-hmm. like I would have never, I would never. I mean, that's heard. what I mean by fanatic or fan. fanatic. So, right, exactly. You know, the ones who have to tell you how great something is is like, <laughs> I, I don't. You have to tell me about it. I don't care. Yeah. If you have people that aren't open to at least taking a chance on something new, you know, I seen uh, on Facebook, I, I seen a band looking to do some shows up in the Northeast, like, mm-hmm. like Connecticut and that. And one of the, one of the, the one line and it said, no clean Vox, no clean vocals. They didn't want any clean vocals on any shows they were getting on. So how close-minded is that? You won't uh, you, really. You, you want to get shows, but you won't get together with another metal band that maybe it's a different style than yours. Right. And why do they have to tell us? You know, no clean vocals. It's like, why don't I just play the music? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, what what if I did that? I said, well, I I don't want any screaming metal on my show. I, I don't want any of this. I don't want any of that. You know what I mean? You'd be limiting that, something that's, that's already limited, right? It, it's being closed-minded. It's the you got to be open. That's why I try when we put the metal meltdown together every year. We try to vary it up and have bands of all different styles, metal of all different styles. Mm-hmm. You know, we had everything from hardcore to power metal last year, right? And, and everything in between. And I, I think it was one of the the best shows of last year. You know, uh, my, myself just going as a fan and just enjoying it. You know, because it's there's such a variety, and you're being introduced to stuff that you've never seen before. Well, every band that comes on, you're going to hear something different, plain mm-hmm. and simple. So you might not like some, you might love some, sure, but you might find something new that you didn't know was out there, and you can go from there. You know. And I think, too, you know, uh, a live recording or, uh, you know, even a recording in the studio can totally betray what the show's going to be like, too. You know, you might go in thinking like, oh, well, you know, I saw these guys online and I, I don't think I would like that. But then you see the live show and it's completely different. You know, it, it might open your mind up to something new, too. You know, I think some people just have to, you know, go and give it a chance. You know? Yeah. And that's. You know, that's all us being musicians and just being a metalhead in general. It's it's you have to leave you have to leave the door open. You have yeah. to check out new stuff. I'm always looking for new things to listen to. Mm-hmm. Some things I find are bad. Some things are good. <laughs> you know, I I can't say I like everything. Sure, but I give everything a chance. I give it a fair shake. You don't have to listen to everything, but you should give everything a chance. Oh yeah, exactly. you can go outside your genre. Right, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, uh, stick to one thing anymore. And you see more. There's there's more mixed shows now. There's there's more shows that are open to, uh, you know, trying different things and stuff. Uh, you know, the Irish Wolf Pub has a lot of uh, mixed shows that they do, like the uh, the NAPA uh, uh, mixers, uh, where they have, uh, you know, a band from every genre trying something, you know, different and, and exposing you to, to something new. I think that's a it's really cool. It's a really progressive idea. I, I Those are my favorite shows. More. I want to see yeah. more stuff like that, you know? Yeah, we're actually doing a show on April 29th with uh, hip-hop bands. So it's going to be us and Hash Grinder as the metal. Oh, nice. And uh, Suffer and what's the other one, Alan? I don't really know. <laughs> but um, Memories. <laughs> but we've played with, of the shows we've played, we've played with metal and punk bands. And 
just bands of different metal subgenres. We haven't just played with just death metal bands or just thrash bands. We've played with bands under multiple subgenres by now. Um, we've played with Hash Grinder before, who we've mentioned. We've also played with a bunch of punk bands at this show. That was the building. And and everyone responded positively, you know, to, to and um, played to different punk bands, different metal bands. And it's, at the end of the day, it's all music. Right. Yeah. So would, would you say, you know, uh, I, I mean, I would encourage people to to check out, you know, the, the, the Metal Meltdown Festival this weekend because uh, it, it has, you know, such a variety and there's so much going on. Uh, even if you're not typically into that kind of stuff, you know, I, I find that the... The crowds at Diane's are usually really cool. Um, there's, they're, they're usually very open, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool atmosphere. It's not, you're not packed in like sardines. You know, there's actually room to move there. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a good environment for people. Um, do you, is there a, a particular reason you guys have uh, chosen Diane's every year? Or? Well, the first year we had it, I, I talked to Diane about it, and it was a good idea. And since we had the first one there, we just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be pretty central too. It's like like smack in the middle between Wilkesbury and Scranton. Yeah, that's true. So it's, either way, it's about the same distance for people to travel. Mm-hmm. If you're coming from Scranton, it's about maybe eleven or twelve miles. If you're coming from Wilkesbury, it's about eleven miles. So, mm-hmm. like I said, that was that was a big part of it too—the central location. Right. And it's a cool place. It is. It is. It's, uh, and the, the, like I said, the people there are really cool and the, and the fans are cool and it's, it's a, it's a great thing. What, what do you got? Now this is the first time you guys are playing, uh, the, the metal meltdown festival. Yeah. This is the first time we're playing that. So, uh, you know, what are you guys looking forward to, uh, you know, about, uh, about the show? Um, more or less, uh, just, Playing it, having fun, hoping new people be interested in us, and also enjoying the other bands as well. Or if they hate it, great. You know, <laughs> at least they watched. Well, this is this that's is true. One of the things we do, we like every year we try to bring out some newer bands that maybe people haven't heard of, and give them a chance to get in front of maybe a bigger crowd, mm-hmm. where people are going to see them. You know, you know, make new fans. A lot of bands that come from out of state kind of really love it, love playing here. And, you know, I'm sure we, I'm sure, you know, if we get went to, to where they were, they'd, they'd love it. We'd love it just as much. It's so. definitely, that's, that's another thing. It's definitely a good, uh, good uh, networking resource for bands because you're going to meet bands you wouldn't normally talk to. You're going to meet people from out of state and you might be able to hook up some shows for your band elsewhere. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I know uh, a band like uh, Psychoprism in particular, there's just such enthusiastic guys, you know, there's, they're so into what they do and, and uh, you know, being exposed to them. I mean, they're, they're a a band that normally you probably wouldn't see around here very much. No, no, I think they get a good response because you don't see a lot of it and it's fresh to people when they do want to come out. Right. That's a good point. And you get to see Bill Bisser shred people's faces off (laughs) because he's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, what what is uh, what does Beyond Fallen have planned for uh, for this particular show? Do you uh, do you have a, a kind of a, a set idea of what you're going to do, or you know, I know you guys usually kind of throw in something a little different, a little bit fun every year. Uh, 
uh, who knows we might we might play something new off the album we haven't played out live yet you never know mm-hmm. that's up in the air Why, is there there's something you want to hear <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I'm, I'm i'm good i don't i'm not one of those people that like uh i hate the people that you know they they, they yell out requests the entire time it's like let them get to it you know <laughs> like uh, they're not a jukebox you know you don't you don't just press a bunch of buttons and you know whatever comes out like let let them let the band do what they want to do yeah we try to i i when we write put a set together for a live show i try to i try to arrange it so it flows well from one song to the next mm-hmm. and we can just keep it going we're not you have a lot of bands that will uh they'll play a song stop and talk play a song stop and talk that's not us you've seen us before is right one song into the next into the next into the next mm-hmm. until we until we're ready to fall <laughs> that's <laughs> enough i need water i need beer i need something just give me a break yeah now is is it a um, you know I, I, I a lot of shows now uh, you know everybody's on their phones everybody's through social media now you know everybody's like you know, is is it tough to keep people engaged? It depends, you know you have people that you know you have people that come out they take pictures like like Jane here when she comes out to shows usually every show she's snapping pictures, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not like the say who the hell somebody spazzed out about it i read it on one of the websites somebody was in, in there oh uh the uh, disturbed uh yeah. recently uh gave it to some girl and then and then that started a debate in itself of whether you know like you know should you come to a show and sit on your phone the whole time like what are you paying for and then on the other side she's like oh well i was just checking on my kids and you know his argument was like well you're on your phone the whole time so what you're checking on your kids for what you know it's an not hour really and a half? you know his job's to entertain, you know. Right, so. and you know, and and you know, she paid. She paid money. You know, so if she want, if she paid money to go to the show, if she wants to sit there on her phone the whole time, yeah. she can do that. You know, so I mean, you you can look at it, you know, from both sides. But I, I would think it's uh, it's probably distracting as a performer, you know, to see people like just. There's worse things that bands have done out there. I mean, you know. Ben Weasel of Screeching Weasel punching a woman. I mean, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, is a lot worse than sure. You know, some woman on her phone at a disturbed show. <laughs> yeah, but you see, we live in outrage culture now. Oh yeah, we we have to get outraged by everything that we every see every week. It's a different thing every week. <laughs> yep, yep. But I think that, like that comparison, there are things that are far worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not like like back in the day, you you go to a concert, no no photography, nothing. Mm-hmm. It left. Uh, you know, if you didn't make the show, you were like. Yeah, to wait until the next issue of like Rip Magazine came out to see pictures from the show. Yeah, or you'd see maybe a shot or two in the newspaper. Sure, but that's it. You, you don't. You didn't get to see what was going on unless you were there. Right now, now you can watch the whole thing on YouTube because some somebody <laughs> sat there and filmed the whole that's thing. Right. You, you can even live stream the 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 whack and open air. Sure, you can live stream it now. Yep. But uh, I don't know. I'm I kind of anti-technology so <laughs> kind of old school in that sense 
and you know there's the you, you, there's also a balance between you know uh, you you want to have you know photos from a show and then you have like 20,000 photographers covering the same thing you know like cuz you know now uh you know there there's there's so many different publications and things like that out there and anybody who can start a website could apply to get a photo pass so uh you know i i find a lot of the photographers that i talk to you know they they're you know they they they've been in the business for years and they're going to to do their photos and they're getting this, you know there's 20,000 people in the actual photo pit you know for that limited time that you get to shoot you know a, a national act and you know they're they're bumping elbows and stuff with 20 other people trying to get pictures because there's just there's too much coverage now you know in in some cases so i i guess you know it's either you know all or nothing anymore you know pretty much pretty <laughs> much yeah. you know i got i watched a video from uh uh one of the metal short shows mm. i just wanted to see how they how they sound and the video was kind of grainy and eh, but uh you know i had my ticket and we drove out to chance in poughkeepsie to see them last friday and you know i i there's nothing like a live show yeah I don't care what anybody thinks. You don't get the same effect sitting there watching it on the internet as you do as getting out and seeing a band. Mm -hmm. And that, that applies not only to nationals, but even to local bands. There's there's a lot of bands around here that work really, really hard at what they do. Mm -hmm. And they don't get the respect they deserve. Right. So uh, maybe I'm bitter. I don't know. <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so, uh, so, so who are you? Who are you guys listening to currently? Is there are there any bands that you would recommend, whether local or national? Just uh, you know, any, anybody in general that uh, you know you like or is inspiring you, or you know you just feel is a good band or whoever. Who's who's on your playlist right now? Oh, I'm hung on a new metal church. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm hung up on that album. Yeah. Since Mike Howe came back back in the band, it's it was like seeing him 20 years ago. Nice. He, he was album perfect live. Incredible show. That's that's what I've been listening to. <laughs> With me, I haven't really been listening to a lot lately. It seems whenever I'm in a band, I barely listen to any other music because I don't want to steal anybody's sound. Sure, it, like subconsciously you might right. do that without even thinking about it. So like I have a lot of classic uh, musicians I look up to. You could hear them all in me if I mention them. There's too many to name. So, but I mean, like right now, I think I'm more listening to the local bands, if anything. Hmm. I mean, as far as local, I, I really like Wrath of Typhon. They're they're more from the Lancaster York area, but they've been down here a few times. They're really good guys. Um, I've been as far as different genres. I've been listening to the Streets. They're a British hip hop group. Um, and as far as metal, like. Uh, Gamma Bomb, uh, Spaz, bands like that. Mm. So Gamma Bomb, yes. That sounds like something Bruce Banner would listen to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, is there anything else that we want to say? Uh, you know about the show. Uh, you know what you guys have uh, have planned for uh, for this weekend or anything like that before uh, we, we uh, get to the last segment. Just. Just two nights of metal, all different genres. Come out, see something new. Plain and simple. That's what it's about. It's just about a bunch of bands getting together and making our whole big racket. As it should be. 
Uh, pretty much what Steve said, you know, I'd like to see some new faces, some people that don't normally get out. Uh, they might have specific type of metal that they're into, but they might actually hear something new that they've never heard before and maybe get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. I'm nodding my head like people can see this, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, downfall they, of the much, podcast. They, they've pretty much summed up everything, you know. So yeah, sometimes we have uh, have video and stuff set up, but uh, not not for this one. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah, good thing you don't want me on video. <laughs> um, so uh, the uh, the the last word I want to get to tonight, um, I think is is uh, it, it's 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 a whole new uh, you know debate. Uh, Bruce Springsteen over the the weekend had canceled a show in uh, North Carolina. Uh, in response to uh, some discriminatory, discriminatory uh, LGBT laws, and uh, obviously it's normally, uh, you know, it's it's in North Carolina, so it's not something we would particularly cover. Um, but uh, we are the only publication in the area that uh, does anything regularly on LGBT issues. Uh, we have an LGBT columnist that focuses specifically on these issues and talks about them every week. And uh, you know, she's uh, the la- the last few weeks she hasn't been able to submit anything, although uh, coming up. Uh, she has a, some coverage of, uh, there was actually a, a local conference at the, uh, uh, the, the medical college, uh, the Commonwealth medical college, uh, did an entire uh, day on, um, trans issues, which is something that, you know, is progressive in in, in itself, but of the area, you're, you're not going to see anything like that. Uh, you have people talking about, uh, you know, transgender individuals, uh, in, in general, but, uh, you know, from that, uh, from a particular, uh, from a medical sense and, uh, from a, an acceptance sense and things like that. So, uh, really great, interesting thing that, uh, you know, we'll have, uh, some coverage of, uh, from her personally, but of course, uh, you know, just, I, I was sitting there on Friday night, uh, just hanging out with the wife on the couch and I'd seen that a lot of people had shared this, uh, the status from Bruce Springsteen. I thought, oh, you know what, we'll, we'll share it too, you know, in, in solidarity. Cause it, uh, essentially it's, uh, you know, something that, you know, I don't mind, I, I'm, I'm kind of weird as a, as a publication, us being an indie, uh, alternative publication. Uh, we don't necessarily give a fuck what people think in terms of trying to please everybody. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, publications I think are afraid to offend anybody or afraid to say, well, we stand up for this because then all these other people will say, oh, well, fuck you. Well, I don't, I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to, you know, read your stuff now. I don't support you, uh, because you agree with this or whatever. And I think that's such a, 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 a dumb way to go. And, and so, you know, we've never really done that. And so I, I share this as, and, you know, most people, uh, you know, liked it and, and, uh, you know, shared it. It seemed to uh, go over fairly well because we do have a very progressive audience. I think that they're very forward thinking and uh, they understand what our, you know, content is about, you know, what we're about and stuff like that. And there's a few of them that kind of jumped on us um, or, you know, jumped on people in the comments in particular. So, uh, so I'm going to read a couple of those and, uh, and we can, you know, talk about it from there. But um, uh, let's see. So uh, this this woman, Patty, says, uh, I've been in uh, Northeast PA for a week now and was born and raised here. I moved to North Carolina 10 years ago. In my life and in the past week I've spent here, I've yet to see a public restroom that was not gender specific. Uh, so I hate to break it to Patty, but um, you, you have to actually uh, read further uh, than, than, than uh, you know, what you think. Uh, that That is not what the issue is about. That's not what people are talking about. It's not that... Uh, certain things are gender specific. 
uh, that's not what what these uh, uh, transgender people are fighting for. The problem is a lot of uh, trans women aren't aren't being identified in the public eye as trans women. Exactly. As women. Right, right, and the the, the thing is, is, is uh, you know, I I, there, I don't think there's necessarily going to be any bathroom police that are standing outside, you know, making sure that you're a woman. Or I feel like most like people that. don't care. They're, no, and, and, I, I, and that's I think, the problem is, um, there's some people make themselves out to be the victim. Some people, you know, in mm-hmm. in a in some places there are, there are very extreme cultures, but I think a lot of the time people don't care. You know, right. if who's going into the bathroom, nobody's looking at that, you know. Right, exactly. You're going in there to do your business and get out. It's not necessarily like a thing. And I, North Carolina has already been losing, you know, money through the, through the, through the hate laws that have been passed. Right. Um, a lot of, a lot of states are banning transportation to North Carolina. Mm. A lot of um, filming companies are pulling out. Right. From filming in North Carolina. I, I know there was an issue in Georgia too. Wasn't there, wasn't there a big one? There's another big filming company that does a show down there. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. They do something with Duck Dynasty, and and they pulled out right of North Carolina. Which that's ironic. Yeah, I don't, Duck I don't remember. <laughs> well, I don't remember the company, but I know. Yeah, North Carolina is losing a lot of money because of this. Right, because you know, making something an issue, and which you know that doesn't be, really need everyone's, to be. Everyone's just going to the bathroom. You know, right? I don't understand labeled gendered bathrooms but if but a lot of people there are a lot of people that don't care like who's going to the bathroom they're not they're not looking out for it they're not hunting it i i think it's it's such a it's it's uh you know politicians who you know feel a certain way and this is their way of taking a jab at them they can't do it otherwise like if if we could make your sexuality illegal if we could lock you up and throw you Mm -hmm. throw away the key we we would but we can't legally so here's what we're going to do and they're already feeling the backlash because of it right right exactly oh if you look at a lot of these people it all boils down to their religion their religion tells them it's wrong so yep. it's wrong if they're a lawmaker they're going to try to make laws against it mm-hmm. why do you give a shit why do you even give a shit why <laughs> right and most people don't like unless you know unless you have the bigots coming out and you'll sure. have that anywhere Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely and you know uh, some of the people here like uh, you know there's this guy Ryan telling people shut the fuck up and take a piss. It's a fucking bathroom and it's like it, that's not what the issue's about. Again, you have to actually read and understand and things like that. And you know he's just he's he's going off on people and then. Uh, you know, you have another guy who's, uh, you know, backing him up and I have to go with, uh, Mark on this. He says, Jesus fucking Christ, show solidarity for trans people and all the pieces of shit come out of the woodwork. And, uh, but there are a lot of trans people too, who, you know, might not even have an issue. Right. Like, there are, you have the social justice warriors, but there are trans people, trans men and women living normally who can go to the bathroom and aren't bothered. Right. So. Yeah, it's just, uh, I, I think, uh, you, you just... Uh, it, 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 it doesn't affect you personally. It's like... Right, yeah. yeah. There, there's no reason for you to, to uh, you know, freak out about it like you do. And, but and, it's Facebook, so there's no consequences. No, there isn't, unfortunately. and uh, You wouldn't say this in public, but, you know, you can say it on Facebook because no consequences. Right. Plan to make believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, everybody's an internet tough guy, you know? Oh. <laughs> buddy <laughs> yeah. yeah people suck though yeah 
they if you know what if people would worry more about themselves what they do what they have going on yeah what what anybody else is doing be a better place sure no everybody's got to have their head up everybody else's ass they want to know everybody else's business they want to know oh, oh look out look out they're pissing in a women's bathroom and they got a dick mm-hmm. who fucking cares right what, what does that have to do with anything? And, uh, you know, what are you looking at people going to the bathroom in the first place? You know, like... Fucking people. I'm not going to go into the science of gender dysphoria <laughs> or anything, but... Yeah. Again, it's like... Who cares? <laughs> well, it, uh, unfortunately, it's not an do issue. Do you identify as female? That's what matters. It, Right, exactly. I mean, how how does that? Uh, why why are people so concerned about you know? Uh, well, if you're born that way, you have to be that way. Uh, why are you so concerned it, about it? But it's a mindset for someone who is trans. It's and there's been years of science research on this. So right. The only time I give a and, shit and is science if evolves. Holding up the stall and I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it, it you know mind your own fucking business. Yeah, not to get too into politics, but you know, gender does not just come down to genitalia, right? Yeah, it's and it's and it's how you want to define yourself, you know, and that's and that's a decision that only you can make, you know. It's not something that anyone else can do. And you feeling that way doesn't like like you know uh, these guys here. Uh, you know, Ryan and Chris and Brandon, all you guys that you, you think that just by feeling the way that you do, that it's just going to make them change. They're going to live their life how they want to anyway. It's not, you're not going to make everybody quote unquote normal by screaming on Facebook. Like it's just, it, it doesn't do anything. Thankfully, we've been mostly kind of, uh, you know, because we have kind of a, a, a cult audience that, you know, understands what we're doing. We don't really get many of those types of people, but uh, we, we, we got a couple that with that the weekend. So that was kind of a, a, a not necessarily a wake up call, but uh, just an idea that that we, we still we still have a lot of more work to do. You know, that there is a need for, uh, you know, us having, you know, articles about these types of issues and us talking about them further because there's just so much. Uh, that people don't understand. And I guess you take for granted if you hang out with, you know, cool people, open-minded people, you just assume that everybody else is just cool with it. And it's it's not. It's dangerous for some of these people. You and, know? and what ways can you change people's minds though if they're already set in that belief? You know, they're... At the end of the day, we're a lot of people just mind their own business d- depending on what you believe. It doesn't matter what you believe you have, you know? I think, I think it's just a matter of uh, just talking about it and educating people I think is just is important education. even if they even yeah education yep. if they don't want to listen that's fine but you have to keep educating people mm-hmm. so that you know you, you put find, the education out there at least well I mean look how far uh, you know uh, uh, you know lesbian and gay issues have come mm-hmm. you know just in, in uh, the last few decades you know yep. uh, you know people can be more open and can talk about it now and it's not frowned upon nearly as much as it used to be and at least kind in this of, generation yeah exactly the and the younger generations are getting it so I think the same thing we need to talk about those types of things now like now that i think those things are more but now we're talking about transgender people it's not like they they just suddenly popped up and i think no. a lot of people act that way that like they just came came around when caitlin jenner came out <laughs> like it's 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 something that goes back but, he, uh, but even but even when that time. was happening um keith caputo of life and Ag- agony came out as mina caputo mm-hmm. and um i can't remember her name but the singer from against me yes yes, yes. absolutely 
and that and and uh, and and there was definitely uh, uh, talk about it, but you didn't see as much of the crazy backlash that there was. I think when, because Caitlyn Jenner is more of a uh, you know more in the mainstream, uh, yes, a big big time celebrity TV star, things like that. So then it became more of a thing, you know. But uh, but I, I I think you know when it comes to punk music or metal music or things like that, you have people who are much more open minded. And, and Caitlyn in, in Jenner is such just a bad example because you see her just insisting upon herself that of coming out as a trans woman. And like you see other people like, um, singer from against me and Mina Caputo who they come out and it's like, Hey, this happened and just go on with their lives. Right. They're, yeah. They're not making it this, this big thing. And it's, I, it's a media playground. It's a playground for the media is what the Caitlyn Jenner thing is. Right. Right. And it's, it's unfortunate because uh, she's kind of elected herself uh, more or less a, a representative mm-hmm. of these people. And, and they're like, eh, no, we're good. <laughs> Thanks. You know, we have plenty of other representatives that I think are, are more well-spoken or, you know, better represent who we are as, as a people, you know, <laughs> but, you know, thanks, but no thanks. But I think she's just kind of insisting herself uh, on everything. So, uh, unfortunately, um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's all I want to say about that. I don't want to, you know, uh, belabor it or you know, uh, give you know, feed the trolls, so to speak, or anything like that. But you know, it's 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 worth worth mentioning. Uh, uh, fuck you to those people. So uh, so there there's there's my uh, rant on that. So uh, there's, is there anything else you guys want to talk about uh, before we uh, we wrap up? I think we're good. Yeah, I've covered everything. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you so much to uh, to Steve, to Jane, to Alan uh, for for coming out and uh, you know talking about metal with us. And uh, please come out and uh, support it, even if you're you're not uh, typically into those types of bands or or you know g- give it a shot. You know, uh, uh, come come Friday, uh, definitely come Saturday. Uh, there's there's so many good bands uh, you know on the bill, and uh, and they always put on a great show. It's well organized. It's well put together. Um, you know, there's, there's so many shows that I've been to that are, you know, a mess getting people in and out and stuff. And, and you guys, uh, I think really put together a, a, a tight, well, profe- a well, well done professional show. That's, that's my OCD stage hand. <laughs> Good. That's, that, he, that's he important. Does, he does a great job behind the scenes every year getting bands in and out and off and on changeovers are less than 15 minutes between bands. Yeah. So, and that's, that's an accomplishment any, and especially in a small venue. But uh, so so uh, thank you for uh, thank you so much for coming on and uh, and uh, keeping the faith so to speak and everything. Thank you for having us. Somebody's yeah, got to somebody's got to carry the torch, man. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and of course, check the site for more. Uh, you know, I was talking to uh, to Joe from Beyond Fallen about uh, doing more coverage. Uh, so when you see the album coming out, uh, we'll talk about them. And of course, we'll definitely talk more about Space Junk. Uh, so uh, thank you very much, and uh, have a good night, everybody. Thank you.